0: But first, this month, we went from drought conditions to wildfire smoke to floods. Now we're dealing with a heat wave. Temperatures are expected to hit a high of 98 degrees, but it could feel like at least 105 in some areas. And today, a team of resident scientists in Chicago is launching a heat watch through the city, along with 17 other communities across the country. So here to review all of the extreme weather that we've been experiencing and to discuss the heat watch is Illinois state climatologist Trent Ford. Welcome back, Trent.
1: Hey, Sasha.
0: So this has been a wild ride for for folks here in the Chicago area. We've been facing, as I said, some of the most extreme weather in the past month. Can you just quickly give us a recap of the major events we've seen?
1: Yeah, sure. So we started out July with um, some really intense precipitation events, really heavy rainfall, especially kind of on the west side of the city, although the, most of the city was encompassed. Some parts of the land area picked up eight inches of rain in less than 12 hours, really, really intense flooding events, um, still seeing some damages. And I think there was a state disaster declared from that. Um, and then, you know, we saw um, uh, multiple bouts of air quality issues from Canadian wildfires, some of the wildfires from central Canada, in eastern Canada and mm-hmm. then the winds sh- would shift direction and we get wildfire smoke from western Canada so kind of getting hit from all sides um, and, uh, and and then we've, we've had kind of the constant drumbeat of drought obviously the rain uh, in early July has really helped that but we still see some impacts from that and in drought you know it's amalgamous it shifts it's like whack-a-mole you knock it down somewhere with rain and it pops up somewhere else and yeah. so the kind of core Chicagoland area has improved but the northern part uh kind of McHenry Boone lake counties have, have kind of deteriorated over that time period and then and then as you mentioned the last few days have just been the intense heat yeah. that uh, we've avoided so far this summer for the most part
0: how does all of this happen in in such a short period of time
1: you know july is probably when we when we throw out uh, winter weather. July is usually our most active weather period of time. We we can have severe storms. Uh, we, we tend to get a lot of damage from really strong winds, the heavy precipitation events, just because there's more humidity, more and more water in the air. Uh, and then, of course, it's climatologically our hottest month, which means it's also the month that typically brings the highest chances of extreme heat. So generally speaking, this is the time of the year when we all have kind of weather whiplash of just all these things happening. Mm-hmm. But with that all being said, we don't usually have this intensive drought going into july we don't usually have this intensive precipitation uh that what we got in the beginning part of the month and we we, even though this heat is uh heat in general is typical of july what we're seeing today and yesterday is is quite unusual as far as as far as the intensity of heat
0: and you've been in contact with the city about that heat watch that I, i mentioned what else can you share about that
1: yeah, this is actually a really great program that is facilitated by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration at NOAA and it um, is in with collaboration with the city of Chicago, the public health department, and it's a series of, of basically hundreds of volunteers um, who have temperature sensors, who have thermometers that are strapped to the cars, and what they're doing today is they're, they're going around the city. Uh, they're, they're, they're taking specific routes to uh, map Temperature across the city, wow. uh, and so you know the, the the really important thing that 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 these sorts of uh, campaigns provide because uh, Chicago is not the only city that, that this is happening in. This has been going on for several years now at, uh, that NOAA has been, been putting these on. This is the first year this has happened in Chicago, though. But what this provides is um, not just one number of here's how hot it is at Midway or at O'Hare, but here's how that temperature, that heat index, that, that humidity differs between neighborhoods. And this is something we hear about all the time with different differences in land use, in, in the, the how space is used around the city, uh, how Planning works how green space works, and that makes for differential temperature patterns, so yeah, the temperature at midway may be ninety five degrees, but it's much hotter in certain places and much cooler in other places and and that's that fine scale information mm-hmm. uh, is something that these these heat campaigns really really provide really well
0: yeah, it would be really good to get this data on a on a neighborhood level, right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then on the kind of the public outreach and communication side of things, what it does is it gets folks aware. Well, first of all, citizen science is always fantastic. Getting folks out there involved in and active in science is a great, great activity. Uh, but, but also getting folks aware of heat because unlike severe storms or winter storms, sometimes the, the, the threat of, of extreme heat, which is definitely there, um, is, is sort of uh, under, undervalued, underestimated relative to other kind of more visibly powerful weather events.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the factors that can contribute to heat uh, are traffic and buildings. What else? So we're clear.
1: Yeah, green spaces. Uh, so uh, the the number of trees in a region, whether that be street trees that can cool down places or or kind of larger park areas, that can be really important to not only providing a place for people to go to cool down, but also it affects the, the neighborhood scale uh, temperature pattern as well.
0: And air quality alerts remained in effect for for much of the past few weeks in the Chicago region. As, As you talked about, the air was also made worse by wildfire smoke from Canada. Now we're experiencing this intense heat. So, I mean, what else should we expect today and throughout the weekend here?
1: Today is the the big threat right now is the heat and and this yeah. is this is really no joke. You, it is you hot. mentioned uh, or in the beginning, it is extremely hot. You know the thing is the temperatures may not be all that impressive to say ninety four ninety five degrees, but the. The, the the dew point temperatures, the humidity adds to that, and so that's why the National Weather Service issues watches and warnings primarily based on the heat index, because it's a little bit of a better indicator of how people f- interact with the heat, how they how they feel in it. Yeah. And so when you talk about heat index values that are 99, 100 degrees, or, or possibly 105 degrees in some places, um, that that means that we can ha- go from people are feeling okay to we're not okay. We have significant health impacts rather quickly. So so folks are really limit their time outdoors as much as possible uh today and it take breaks if you have to yeah. find those cooling centers if, if you don't have those cool places uh beyond that another kind of threat and this, this kind of couples with extreme heat a lot uh later on this afternoon into the evening we have chance for possibly some severe storms where it looks like the main uh damage threat will be wind um so this is another thing too yeah. is is as as uh, the sun goes down, folks will want to be wary of that, of that severe weather, too. However, once we get beyond that, towards the weekend and into next week, temperatures moderate quite a bit. We could actually see a few days where even off the lakeshore, we're seeing highs below 80 degrees you know, early next week. So if we can make it through today and, and uh, with the heat and the severe weather, there's a little bit of greener pastures uh, in the next couple of days.
0: Yeah, and we're seeing this heat wave on a national scale as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, this this is this this type of heat uh to even a larger degree has been just baking the south and the southwest for for weeks now. Yeah. Um and you know, there there have been uh places in Texas, New Mexico, uh and and Arizona that have seen uh 100 degree plus temperatures um for 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 weeks, not just days, weeks in a row. Um, And we may actually have a couple of stations, weather stations in Arizona and California, where the average temperature, not the high temperature, the average temperature for the month of July is 100 degrees, which is absolutely mind boggling. So so what we're seeing here in the Midwest is just kind of that that opening up of that heat. uh, And and thankfully for us, yeah, uh, that's going to close back off this weekend.
0: Well, you know, we can't say this. Too much, Trent, so I'll have you repeat, because as much as we can try to avoid the outdoors, stay indoors, some of us just can't do that. That's the reality, right? So what should folks do to protect themselves from the heat exhaustion possibility or or sun sickness?
1: Okay, so people can protect themselves by getting to places that are cool. Um, And so primarily that means cooling centers. And, and and so the the city of Chicago, the Chicago Public Health Department has a list of cooling centers online. There's even an app, um, and and you know they include most of what we what we think of as, as kind of public spaces, libraries, and um, and things like that. So those are really important. Um, finding the, the green space uh, to get to a nice cool park, shaded street as much as possible. Just getting out of the direct sun is really really important. Staying hydrated if you have to be outside. So that's how we can in, yeah. in, in, in kind of help ourselves. The other pieces. If you are an employer of people who are working outside, if you are in charge of practices, sports practices or anything else, if you're in charge of people who will be working or exercising outside, either consider postponing that work or, or exercise as much as possible. Because, again, this is just going to be one big day here and then we're looking better for next week. Yeah. Or if you absolutely have to, giving those breaks and not waiting until you feel the impacts of heat, but, but making sure you're doing regular breaks where folks can cool down and, uh, and, and get hydrated. Really, really important.
0: Trent Ford is an Illinois state climatologist. Thank you so much for checking in with us.
1: Hey, thanks, Sasha.
0: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Reset. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. July has been one for the books when it comes to extreme weather. We saw drought, flooding, now a heat wave. And as we think and we talk about how to protect ourselves from the heat, what about our furry friends So joining us now with advice for pet owners is Christina Rosinia, Chief Operating Officer at Paws Chicago. Welcome to Reset, Christina. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, I mean, the obvious question here, should people be bringing their pets outside today? So
2: it's it's such a great question. Um, Our furry friends um, can stay indoors a lot of the time. So uh, cats in particular should be kept indoors all of the time. But with our dogs, they need to go outside for those potty breaks. So Mm -hmm. limiting the walks to potty breaks, um, making sure that you're walking as much as you can on grass instead of uh, concrete that can be really hot on their paw pads and in shady areas. Um, is fabulous, but really trying to focus their enrichment on indoor activities such as puzzle feeders and training and and games inside and um, limiting that outdoor time to the necessary potty breaks is is the best approach.
0: Yeah, how long is too long, you think, for a, a dog to be outside on a day like today? You know, it really
2: will depend on the dog or brachycephalic dogs or dogs with really thick coats won't be able to um, go outside as long, especially uh, young puppies or small dogs. Um, mm-hmm. So people should be cognizant of um, watching their dog, dog's body language, seeing if that they're lethargic, if their tongue's extending out more than normal or turning a dark color, um, if they're wobbly at all, um, and really managing... You know, senior, small, brachycephalic dogs to be very limited, but all dogs should have, um, you know, much shorter walks than normal.
0: Yeah. So there are signs then if your pet is unwell as a result of extreme heat, you can you can catch this.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So people can look um, to see that their dog has heat exhaustion by identifying their body language, seeing if they're slower to move, wobbling at all, or that tongue sticking out. Um, Just like humans, they start to exhibit those uh, behaviors when they're overheated.
0: Does hosing a dog down with water, does that help to cool them down in the heat?
2: You know, making water accessible, um, so uh, making them wet with water or um, a a dog pool can, um, as long as the water is cool. If they're overheated, though, you want to make sure we're not cooling them down too quickly. Uh, So actually, like, a a room temperature water versus extremely cold water is the best to cool them down with. Um, And then offering water that they can drink as well.
0: Any general advice for pet owners just trying to navigate the summer?
2: Absolutely. So um, if you are hot, your pet is hot too. So advocating for your dog and um, ensuring that um, they have those short walks and not getting overheated is great. But because they're still going to have that energy, highly recommend doing additional activities inside. Like I said, puzzle feeders, Kongs, um, some no-hide chews or, or toys inside so that they um, are still getting some enrichment, um, even though they can't go on those longer walks is great.
0: That's PAWS Chicago Chief Operating Officer Christina Rossinia. To learn more about how to protect your pet, be sure to visit their website, pawschicago.org for more information. Thanks, Christina. Thank you.